the number of African and people of black descent who live and work abroad and building those economies is enormous. We're seeing now an increase of young people and not just um, illiterate or semi-literate people. We're seeing skilled labor, leaving the continent, going abroad and thriving abroad. Dr. Arikana Chihombori has spoken about this, where she said before that the number of Nigerian doctors in the UK or the number of Ghanaian doctors in the US is such a huge number that if these people would come home, they would play a vital role in turning different sectors around and in growing the African economy. However, the question is, is Africa ready for their skill set, for their labor, and can Africa pay them what is due? This is what um, President Paul Kagame was talking about, where he says he visits different parts of the world and he meets brilliant Africans who are at the top of the food chain. They're in management, they're in leadership, they're entrepreneurs, they're innovators, and they're doing really well abroad. And he says, this, the problems that you're solving abroad are the very problems that are dogging us back at home. So how do we begin the conversation of creating an enabling environment to enable those people to come back, to enable the people on the continent to thrive, and also to attract the black diaspora community abroad to come back to the motherland? The fact that even across that rest of the world where we see things better than here, those contribute, contributing to the well-being of those places, in most cases, come from Africa. Doesn't matter whether you go to US, to Europe, wherever, you'll find very good Africans uh, at the top of the ladder, almost... Uh, in every sector, making therefore these vital contributions to these countries or parts of the world. Then you come back to our continent. It's uh, some people are aware of. In fact, uh, incredibly aware of. But those are few. The hundreds of millions are barely making a living. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Enduro Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here and talking to you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Today, I want to steer away from politics and governance a little bit and talk about an issue that is very pertinent in Africa. In West Africa, they call it Japa, which means leaving the continent and going abroad. Now, let's break it into different issues. Let's start with the root cause. So Africans are very brilliant people. Do not let anybody tell you otherwise. And I know for a fact that when you watch international media from wherever you're watching this from, we do not necessarily get objective coverage of Africa. And as somebody who studied at an Ivy League school, I know that even in these schools, the data they use for Africa is data from 1990 and early 2000s. But between that time and now, it's been 20 or 30 years, and a lot has changed on the continent. There's been education, massive, massive, massive education of the masses. And in many African countries, education is almost free. 
um, governments have worked so hard to subsidize the cost of education to ensure that everybody can get at least a high school diploma, as you call it in America. Also, we have a lot of skilled labor. There has also been a huge number of transitions from people in um, secondary schools to tertiary institutions, whether it's a college, a university, or a technical and vocational college. So majority of our people have a skill set they've specialized in something then there has been a lot of innovation in science in healthcare you know we're not where we would be but we're making great strides there's a lot of investment in infrastructure and so africa looks like it's ready to pick up the problem comes in where all these people leave school and they have these brilliant ideas and they're ready for the job market. And then that is where the issues begin. Also, while I talk about all the great things on the continent, the continent has challenges. Let's take a country like Kenya, for example, the bureaucracy of doing business in that country. You need several licenses to be able to operate in that business. Um, the taxes alone, there isn't a stable tax environment in the country. Take a look at a country like Ghana. The currency is volatile and it's not just Ghana it's almost all African countries if you look at South Africa there is a problem with electricity and so running a business in Africa takes a lot and because the private sector is not vibrant on the continent it means that young people cannot get jobs because either businesses are not in operation or they're not as profitable as they'd like to be so they cannot expand and absorb more people this fallacy that governments employ people is just that a fallacy government can only employ three percent of a population and even then that's such a huge public wage so africa has its own strengths but it also has its weaknesses and for somebody who's 22 23 24 25 you you've graduated from school you have your dreams you know you have your potential and there are no jobs they're just sitting at home or going from manual labor to manual labor or small contracts here and there it doesn't work for you and so when you get an opportunity to leave the country whether on scholarship um, which many young people are now doing, you just apply for a master's degree or you swallow your pride and you go do another degree, then people are taking advantage of that. Others are just leaving on visit visa and then they are like, when I get there, I'll figure it out. Some are even choosing to go the illegal route, cross the oceans and say, when I get there, if I get there, I'll figure it out. And when they get there, because systems work and it's a merit-based system, and this is not to downplay the challenges that systems abroad have and how they are systematically designed to hold black people back, but it's far better than at home because you can find something and you can sustain yourself. To me, it restores your dignity, it restores your sense of self, and it allows you to make a decent living from the sweat of your brow. And so these people get there, they work so hard through the system. I mean, Nigerian immigrants are a perfect example of you can make it anywhere you go. You know, Nigerians are very successful wherever they go. Kenyans are equally successful wherever they go. There are brilliant South Africans out there, brilliant Rwandans out there. So now African leaders are beginning to say, you guys are doing amazing work abroad, yet we have these challenges. On the continent and it's so the gap the number of people living is so high because just take for example ghana over 13,000 nurses have left 13,000 nurses have left that country in a country where healthcare systems are dilapidated and they do not have even enough people but but the catch is 68,000 nurses are unemployed, 68,000. So would you rather stay on the African continent and hope to develop the continent 
while you're at home unemployed or would you rather take a chance and go somewhere irrespective of all the challenges and be able to make a living for yourself and so while i i i resonate with what president kagame is saying i think the conversation needs to start with what is wrong with the system and what can we do to rectify the system how do we create an enabling environment in africa for businesses to come in set up grow expand and employ more people how do we rid ourselves of tribalism nepotism and corruption so that we create a merit-based system if you graduated top of your class your grades are good you have great skill set you should get the job irrespective of whether your uncle works there or not we should also talk about compensation because why would i be working in a market where i make what ten thousand dollars a year Yet I know for the same skill set and experience, I can make sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. So we also need to get to a place as a continent where we begin talking about fair remuneration, but one an enabling business environment, stable tax policy, and a predictable one. So you're not bringing new taxes every day. Infrastructure, water, electricity, roads. You know, just small things like rent. I lived in Ghana for a long time and. I would see people who would come to Ghana because they're trying to come back to the motherland. And even though the government has marketed year of return really well, you get there, then you realize you pay your rent two years up front and rent is charged in dollars. And to even get permits and licenses is so hard. And I've seen people one year, two years down the line, they're like, listen, I'd rather deal with all the challenges that America come in, but to some extent, the systems work. So I don't have to feel like I am fighting a battle that I cannot win. Let's listen to what President Kagame had to say. Questions always come up uh, about why are we where we are today? Uh, meaning Rwanda, meaning Nigeria, meaning Africa. And it's not uh, a simple matter. Because Africa, I don't think anyone, certainly I know for Nigeria and for ourselves, I know better about our country, of course. Uh, I don't think anyone is happy that Africa is where it is. Uh, when you look at uh, the rest of the world, we should be in a much better place uh, than where we are. There's no question about it. And maybe we'll continue to have a conversation about that. And why is it common to all of us, meaning Africans, from north, south, east, west, central, wherever. And my, my problem has always been and continues to be, and we, we have conversations among ourselves, leaders of this continent, but still we don't see much progress. Why, why, with all the people, resources of all kinds, in actual fact, the, the fact that even across 
that rest of the world where we see things better than here, those contribute, contributing to the well-being of those places, in most cases come from Africa. Doesn't matter whether you go to US, to Europe, to wherever, you'll find very good Africans uh, at the top of the ladder, almost uh, in every sector, making therefore these vital contributions to these countries or parts of the world. Then you come back to our continent. It's uh, some people are aware of. In fact, uh, incredibly aware of. But those are few. The hundreds of millions are barely making a living. And uh, so we talk about this every day, at least for the time I have been here, uh, which is now running into three decades. Uh, the struggle is about that, the questions are about that, and uh, we keep measuring, we find uh, so I'm, I'm trying to imagine that what my country goes through, what you all go through, trying to answer this question, is what people you lead in your states are going through. And that's what is going on in your minds, the leaders of those states, the governors. And that's what's going on in the minds of uh, other leaders, uh, whether it is the president, ministers, uh, so on and so forth. There, is, uh, there are these similarities. Well, that's all I had for you in this episode of our conversations. My name is Ondiro Oganga. You can connect with me on social media at Ondiro Oganga. Give this video a thumbs up, um, share it with a friend, and let me know what you think about it in the comment section. I've also changed my hair. Yeah, this is what African hair, black hair looks like, yeah? Cue um, Hayley, her song, Angel. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you again next time.